Hello and welcome back to the Jeff Hooks podcast. Took a lot of time off there. Two and a half months uh, in between podcasts. I am sorry about that. I really did want to break into some basketball stuff and I just never really got around to it. Never really had the passion, the drive to do it like I do for football. And it is only July, but man, I cannot wait for this football season to start. I found myself uh, a week ago, I was sort of researching fantasy stuff and like doing mock drafts and getting all excited. And I look at the calendar, I'm like, dude, it's July. What are you doing? But then sure enough, my friends start texting me, dude, I can't wait for football. And I'm not the only one. That's why anytime you see some guy who's usually got a man bun and a, and a vape, <laughs> like, I, I actually don't watch uh, the NFL anymore. Like, you know what, Chet, you're not exactly the target demo. They're doing just fine without you. NFL is not going anywhere. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. These these ratings things that people keep saying, like, oh, the ratings are down. Like, ratings are down on everything because you can stream stuff. There's just different ways to consume it. So NFL ain't going nowhere, man. It is back. I am excited, and I cannot wait for the start of this season. So I had to get on here and put a podcast out for you guys. In fact, I'm going to put out eight of them. Uh, we're going to go over each division. We're going to talk about... The division uh, odds to win each division, and then each team's uh, over under win total. Uh, you know which way we're going to lean with that, and then we're also going to break down uh, how we think the rookies on each team are going to do. So maybe some impact guys, uh, some later round guys, or even some undrafted guys that uh, you might need to be look at, looking out for. And then I also picked a breakout player for each team. So uh, we're going to start with the NFC East because it is the division that my Dallas Cowboys play in, and we are going to start. With those Dallas Cowboys, uh, they are sitting at plus 150 to win the NFC East. Uh, their over-under win total is sitting at 9.5. Now remember, it is a 17-game schedule this year, so that 9.5 like, might have been 9 last year. So 17 games, so 10-7 uh, and seven would be a winner. Uh, obviously 9-8 and eight would be a loser. So with the NFC East, they got one with... Seven games last year. Seven and nine won the division last year. So you have to think that if the Cowboys win ten games, they're going to win the division. So for me, and rather than lay you know minus one ten and bet the Cowboys to get ten wins, I'm taking them to win the division at plus one fifty. You just get better odds, and I think it's almost just as likely uh, they win the division uh, that they win ten games. And I think they will do both. Uh, I think they still have the best offense in the division, the best quarterback in the division, Dak Prescott. Um, Two days ago, getting the full go uh, to be ready for training camp. So as a Cowboys fan, I'm looking forward to seeing him get back into that offense with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Blake Jarwin uh, coming back. So And uh, Zeke Elliott looking like he's in the best shape of his life uh, based on Instagram photos of whatever you, you know, take that for what you will. I think this offense is going to be back at it. Obviously, the offensive line should be healthier. There have, you know, obviously with the retirement of Travis Fedrick, you know, some talent loss, but they've drafted some decent guys to replace. And uh, I think that offensive line is going to be better than certainly better than it was last year. Maybe not up to the form that it was three years ago when it was the best in football, but still right up there, maybe a top 10 type offensive line, which when you have the weapons that the Cowboys have should be more than enough. Obviously the question with this team is the defense. Uh, They address that not so much in free agency. Uh, They picked up Keanu Neal, a couple other low dollar guys, but nobody that's really, uh, blowing you away on that, you know, as far as free agency goes, because you know their money went to Dak this offseason. They didn't really have much more to spend after that, but they did uh, 
Their first six picks in the draft were all on defense. Uh, Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph being the first of the two. Uh, both should make an impact. Both should start on this defense. Um, I think Micah Parsons is going to be a leading candidate for a defensive rookie of the year. So definitely excited to see what he can do on on this defense. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, like I said, uh, Jabril Cox, uh, some guys who could plug in and play right away. Uh, Jabril Cox is a linebacker the Cowboys took in the third round that I'm uh, actually pretty excited about. And a sleeper I have for them is Israel uh, Mukamau. He is a cornerback out of South Carolina. He is a big press cornerback. He's sitting at about 6'3", 6'4". And um, I've been hearing lately that he actually might play safety, which uh, the Cowboys have struggled on the back end uh, for years now. They haven't had good safeties since Darren Woodson and Roy Williams. So really excited to see if this guy, obviously they picked him in the seventh round, so not expecting too much out of him. But, you know, Xavier Woods was a sixth-round pick for the Cowboys, and, you know, he's been great for them. So you never know, especially at the safety position. You don't really see them getting drafted high too often unless they're a guy uh, like a Jamal Adams who's just an absolutely dynamic talent. Uh, My breakout player for the Dallas Cowboys is going to be CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I thought last year when they drafted him, I was a little upset because he's a skill player. I think the Cowboys are so loaded with skill players, but he, I think he's the best receiver on this team now. He's the most talented receiver on this team. And yes, that includes Amari Cooper. That includes Michael Gallup. I think CeeDee Lamb is more talented than both of those guys. He came in as a rookie last year and put up some numbers, but you know, not in, compared to like a guy like Justin Jefferson outperforming him last year. So a lot of people may be forgetting about C.D. Lamb. Very well could end up being the best, still being the best receiver out of that highly touted class. He's going to get a camp under his belt. He's going to build a rapport with Dak. I'm reaching on him in a lot of fantasy drafts, taking him ahead actually of Amari Cooper. So uh, C.D. Lamb, my breakout player for the Cowboys. So we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the Washington still-don't-have-a-name football team. We move on to the NFC East champion Washington football team uh, sitting at an over-under of eight wins and at plus 180 to win the division. Um, I'm leaning over eight wins for this team. I don't think they win the division, but I do think they win – at least eight games, so I think you're going to push at the worst. I think that defense is entirely too good to not win eight games. Uh, Chase Young uh, leading the best pass rush in football. And they added a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball that I like too. Uh, William Jackson in free agency I think is going to be a great corner for them. Um, rather than overpay uh, their own departing free agents this year, they did a good job of finding guys on the bargain heap like William Jackson, like a Curtis Samuel um, at wide receiver. I really like the direction that this team is going in, even though obviously they are my favorite team's rival. Certainly like their head coach better than I like the Cowboys head coach in Ron and Rivera, Ron Rivera, I think way better than Mike McCarthy, but I, I could go for an hour on that. So we're going <laughs> to digress from there. Um, they added Jameen Davis, a linebacker in the draft. So with the additions of Jackson and Davis to this defense, obviously the, the front four are already so dynamic you're improving at the other two levels. This is easily going to be the best defense in the division. Um, they added Ryan Fitzpatrick to compete with Taylor Heineke for the starting quarterback spot. And a lot of people are just giving the job to Fitzpatrick. And I'm like, slow down. Like uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers ran through everybody in the playoffs. And they started with the Washington football team. And Taylor Heineke outperformed every other quarterback that Tampa went against in the playoffs. Uh, the other quarterbacks that Tampa went against in the playoffs were Drew Brees 
Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So to just say that, oh yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick has his job, I think is incredibly short-sighted. Taylor Heineke looked great. Uh, granted, it was one game, but it was against the eventual Super Bowl champion, and that Super Bowl champion that shut down three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So Taylor Heineke could absolutely win this job. I think it's more of a coin flip than it is a foregone conclusion uh, that Fitzpatrick is going to be the starter. And if Fitzpatrick is named the starter, he has a proclivity to give up a starting job. He did it uh, just last season. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, quarterback battle there. We'll see who prevails. And I think Kyle Allen is still on the team as well. And Ron Rivera has a soft spot for him. I think he's more of a dark horse candidate. I definitely think he's, you know, more in line to be a backup uh, than the other two guys I think are going to be competing for that starting spot. Um, either, Either way, I don't see either of them leading this team to be better than the Cowboys. I think they are going to be, the football team is going to finish in second here. But again, over eight wins, I think is a good bet for this team. I could see them uh, at nine and eight or maybe even 10 and seven uh, competing for a wild card spot. This team uh, definitely improving. Um, some, so we talked about a couple of the rookies they drafted uh, in uh, Jameen Davis and then Samuel Cosme at left tackle, but they have an undrafted free agent, a running back out of Buffalo, Jarrett Patterson. He was the MAC MVP uh, two years ago, uh, sat, uh, opted out of a couple of games last season, didn't put up nearly the numbers that he did in 2019. But he had one specific game where he had over 400-yard rushing, another game in which he had eight touchdowns. Obviously, in the MAC, you're not having the level of competition that you would say you, if you were in the SEC. But still, this guy's putting up insane numbers, has a lot of talent. I really think he is going to step up and be the backup running back uh, to Antonio Gibson. Speaking of Antonio Gibson, he is my breakout player for the Washington football team. I'm. I, we talked about C.D. Lamb, uh, and I said that I'm reaching on him in drafts. I have taken Antonio Gibson in every single mock draft I have done, whether that's taking him, you know, with your second, say you get the fifth or sixth pick, you're taking him in the second round. Or if I get the tenth pick or ninth pick and I'm taking him in the first, I am very high on this guy. I think he ends up as an RB1, one of the top ten running backs this year. And I think he could finish as high as top three, top five. Uh, this guy didn't take the damage that a lot of running backs do in college. He, he didn't get a 200-carry season in the SEC. Or, you know, he didn't really play running back until he got to the pros. So he doesn't have, he has a lot more tread on the tires than most running backs at this stage is what I'm trying to say. Granted, it's only his second year, but I think this year could be his, you know, his breakout. So uh, for me, Antonio Gibson, breakout player for the Washington football team. So that brings us to the New York football giants um, sitting at plus 375 to win the division over under seven wins for them. And the variance with how the season could break out for the Giants falls completely on the shoulders of Daniel Jones. I am not sold on Daniel Jones. I think he is a bust. I, it, they, they reached and took him with, I think, the sixth pick in the 2018 draft. And he has just not lived up uh, to the what a sixth overall pick in the draft should do. Now, granted, they got some pushback because they took him over Dwayne Haskins. So... That was probably a good call to not take Dwayne Haskins, but you also have to wonder if maybe they could have taken a guy at number two of the, the draft. They took Saquon, again, another guy in Sam Darnold, who obviously hasn't turned out too great. But, I mean, Josh Allen was also in that draft. So 
you have to say that if they had done their homework, maybe they could have a guy like that rather than reaching for Daniel Jones in the way that they did. So for me, I'm going under seven wins because I don't believe in Daniel Jones. However, if you do believe in Daniel Jones, then over seven wins is an easy bet. And plus 375 to win the division uh, could be free money if you think Daniel Jones is going to turn into a decent quarterback this year. Um, I haven't seen anything to lead me to believe that he will. I mark, put me in the camp of people who believed he would make a leap last year and just didn't. Um, every time I looked at him, he was fumbling the ball or throwing an interception or hurt or doing some kind of stupid thing. Do not believe in this guy at all. That being said, this team is set up to succeed if they get any kind of decent quarterback play. Uh, they went out and got Kenny Galladay in free agency, a uh, big-time receiver there. Uh, Kadarius Toney they drafted in the first round. I thought it was a little bit of a reach. Uh, if they had gotten him in the second round, I'd have felt a little bit better about it. But either way, it's still talent uh, in the receiving core for Daniel Jones to throw to. Evan Ingram's still there. So a lot of weapons. For the, and Saquon Barkley coming back healthy. Joe Judge, uh, another coach that I would take over, Mike McCarthy. But again, we're not going to get into that. Um, I did say that I did not like the pick of Kadarius Toney. However, I did like their second and third round selections, and Aziz Ajulari was a, guy, a pass rusher that I really thought could have gone in the first round, uh, the back end of the first round. The Giants grabbed him in the second, and they grabbed Aaron Robinson, another guy uh, on the defensive side that I really like. Uh, their impact rookie for me is going to be a guy named Ellerson Smith. This guy is an absolute physical freak at outside linebacker, can rush the passer, can also drop back in coverage. Has the leaping, the height, the hand size, everything. This this guy is phenomenal. Look out for him. Ellerson Smith uh, could be the next of, you know, the Giants are known for their insane pass rushers. Uh, they won two Super Bowls with them, and then you obviously all go all the way back to Lawrence Taylor. That's uh, what the Giants are known for, and I think this guy, uh, along with Agilari, uh, look out for these two as a duo, actually, uh, could lead the Giants to being successful down the road. Uh, however, for the time being, I do not see them uh, being successful. Uh, with that being said, I do have to pick a breakout player for this team, even if I don't believe they're going to do as well as some people do. Uh, so my breakout player for the Giants is going to be Xavier McKinney, uh, the safety out of Alabama, who fell in the draft last year. A lot of people thought he was going to go higher. I actually wanted the Cowboys to take him last year uh, when they ended up taking CeeDee Lamb. And again, CeeDee Lamb, a more talented player, just happened to fall in the, in the Cowboys' lap. And I guess in retrospect, even though I was not happy with the pick at the time, in retrospect, I guess I can look back and say, you know what, I'm glad that we have him on our roster for years to come. Um, anyway, McKinney got hurt last year, didn't play. Until uh, the end of the season, he came back and played up to five or six games and looked fantastic. So I think he could make a leap to being one of the better safeties uh, in the league this season. So that is going to do it for the Giants. We are going to take one last quick break and come back and talk about the Eagles and then wrap up the podcast. Welcome back. We move on to the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at an over-under of seven wins, plus 550 to win the division. And uh, what a fall from grace for this team. Uh, obviously winning the Super Bowl a few years back and having the best roster in the league, a roster that was so good that they were able to win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at the helm. So uh, if you've seen him play with Chicago last year, uh, you'd understand how good of a team you have to have to accomplish that feat. But uh, this team is in rebuilding mode now. Um, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, 
being reunited with his teammate from Alabama, Devontae Smith, the Heisman-winning receiver out of Alabama uh, from last season. So that could be the start of something there. But again, uh, this team, the over-under is seven wins, and I'm going under, way under. I think they may be one of the worst teams uh, in the league. With that being said, there definitely is some bright spots on this team. A couple of guys on the line. Jordan Mailata played really well last year. You're still bringing back Jason Kelsey and Brandon Books and Lane Johnson. So the offensive line is is aging, but the guys are still there from the Super Bowl run. And then you on the defensive line as well, you still have you know Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. All these guys are just another year older, and um you know they were showing signs of regressing last season so uh expect a little bit more of that and those and those are the two strong spots uh the receiver position they addressed it in the draft uh this year and last uh, Jalen Rager maybe he makes a leap and is a solid number two uh next to next to Devontae Smith we'll see uh but uh, Devontae Smith is probably going to be the second or third best receiver that come out of this class so he definitely in a very loaded wide receiver class at that so he may be good down the line, but I don't think you can ask him as a rookie to just jump in and be a number one receiver immediately. And the biggest problem with this team last season was its secondary. Uh, they added Darius Slay uh, the beginning to the offseason last year, and it looked like the, that was the move to get, make this secondary better. And they were atrocious last year. They got torched by Andy Dalton. Uh, I remember a game late in the season. And they didn't really do anything to improve, so I don't see this team – getting out of the cellar of the NFC East. So for me, I see a 5-12, a 4-13 uh, type of season from them. Uh, one of my loyal listeners, <laughs> I know is a diehard Eagles fan, and is not going to like this take. Or maybe you will. Maybe you're super excited to get a, uh, a high draft pick next year. So uh, that's really all I have to say on the Eagles again. Um, as Oh, I'm sorry, breakout player. My breakout player for the Eagles is going to be Miles Sanders. I think a lot of people had him to break out last year. When I say breakout, he might not be a top five running back, but I think he's being severely underdrafted in fantasy drafts this year. I would definitely take him. Last year he was going in the first round, and then this year I think there's a little bit of an overreaction because he didn't put up the numbers that he should have. And he still showed flashes. He had a couple of games where he was 100% an RB1. I think he's more along the lines of a high-end RB2 this year. So another guy to look out for uh, in fantasy drafts. So that is going to do it for the Eagles. Um, I did touch on on fantasy football a little bit with my breakout players, and I just wanted to go over a couple of guys that I am absolutely looking to target. So at the end of each podcast, I'm going to break down one position, uh, basically like guys that I'm looking looking to draft uh, at a specific position. Um so we're going to start with running backs because this is the first podcast and the running back is the most important position to get right in fantasy football. So three guys that I'm looking to target this year at running back in drafts. One I already mentioned was Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's ranked, I think, somewhere around 16. I think he is closer to a top 10 running back than he is uh, at 16 where he's being drafted. Now I think he's... Uh, 11th or 12th among running backs, I think I probably have him 6th or 7th. So Antonio Gibson, the guy you definitely want to try to get on your team. Another guy, Chris Carson. Uh, I think he's usually going around late third round. I'm looking at him early third, late second. I think Chris Carson uh, is a guy you definitely have to be on the lookout for. That 
Seattle offense is dynamic. They're going to be in the red zone a lot, and Carson is going to be the one uh, punching at home. Uh, and then my last guy, it's call me a homer, uh, Zeke Elliott, man. Uh, yep, call me call me reformed. I was so down on him last year. I was so angry at him. He kept fumbling the ball. He looked terrible. We gave him all that money, and you can I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid, man. He he came in he, to training camp and he looks incredible. Looks like he's in great shape. I am all in, back in on Zeke Elliott. He's probably gonna let me down, but I see him rated at 11 on uh, on ESPN ESPN's rankings of the 11th player overall. Like so, so going in the second round, I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I was in one specific fantasy draft last year where he went first overall. So, like, to see that kind of drop for a guy is – I'm not unprecedented. You saw it happen to Todd Gurley, but I don't see Zeke falling that far. I, I, if I had the fifth or sixth pick in a fantasy draft, I would take him over guys like Jonathan Taylor, who is currently going up around that, that area in drafts. So that is going to do it for the podcast. I rambled on a little bit there at the end some fantasy football talk and honestly a couple of my listeners are in my league so hopefully i didn't just divulge too many of my secrets but that is going to do it for this podcast i will be back later in the week to break down another division i haven't decided which one yet uh i guess it's better for it to be a surprise so until then guys thanks for listening and uh keep letting me know what i can do to improve thank you